Hi, Hannah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, So, Hannah, I would really love if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a registered associate nutritionist and I have specialised in disordered eating and eating disorder recovery. So I work with my clients to help them improve their relationship with food, to help them overcome struggles that they have with um, eating related issues and basically anything related to those topics. I think that we'll probably talk about that in a bit more detail later on in the podcast, but I think so many people don't really understand what nutritionists specialising in this actually do. Um, But yeah, that's what I am doing at the moment. I did my undergraduate degree in psychology and then I went and did a master's in human nutrition because I really like that combination of the psychology and the nutrition rather than just kind of focusing on food and nutrition I wanted to kind of go much more about the issues with nutrition and the issues with food rather than food itself Mm, yeah yeah and you're so right that not everyone knows what a nutritionist in this space would do I think that's something I hear quite often would you be able to tell us a little bit more about the clients that you work with and what they're like specifically or even just generally like what are they struggling with I think it varies massively because that obviously isn't one exact thing that people struggle with it's such a spectrum I work with clients who are suffering on this whole spectrum of eating related issues disordered eating eating disorders it doesn't have to be a full-blown diagnosed eating disorder um, it can be someone who is starting out to have issues around it um, and that obviously is the best time to catch um, something like that before it does develop into something more more severe um, and they have basically developed unhealthy relationships with food and they've become locked in this cycle of restricting binge eating Um, really restrictive eating patterns are fueled with guilt and anxiety and this relationship with food is so draining and people don't realize that it has such a knock-on effect with everything else in their life so it isn't just about the eating it's about their relationships it's about friendships work socializing it is so consuming and so exhausting when you are in a bad relationship with food and you do really struggle with it because it does really have those knock-on effects. So it's helping people get out of that prison, basically, that prison of their mind and helping them to reach this food freedom and not food obsession. And also a lot of clients do struggle with their gut health as a consequence of disordered eating or past eating disorders which is why it's so important to have a look at everything so their background their current lifestyles and why it's such an individualized approach um so those are a few of the things that I do and it obviously does depend on each individual because everyone is so so unique I don't really have well I don't and I think you can agree is you're never going to have two people who are going through the exact same things but some people obviously show similar patterns than as other people you see some things pop up time and time again 
Yeah, definitely. And when you were talking about gut health, it just makes me think that there's, it's almost like our job as disordered eating, you know, nutrition counsellors is to be both a nutritionist and the kind of, you know, let me help you with your gut health and let me help you with, you know, people often have other medical conditions like maybe PCOS or endo or problems with their heart health, something like that. So it's almost like we're doing this, this work that you would expect from a nutritionist. And then as well, like you said, everything else that goes with that, right? Um, Yeah, definitely. It's when you're, when you're doing this job, I think people think it is so different to what it actually is. They, it's nothing to do with just giving out nutrition advice and giving out meal plans. It's much more the therapist and psychology side of things. And that's the part that I love so much. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, it's probably my favourite part of the job, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Hannah the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk is because um, I really I've known you for a few years and I always feel the passion coming from you for disordered eating recovery and another reason I really love your work so much is because I think that you have quite a unique approach in the sense that it's not as stuffy or as serious as other professionals working in this space and I saw I think it was maybe a year or so ago a post that you did on Instagram about that girl and so we both know what that girl is but what who is that girl who is she and what am I talking (laughs) about because that's what I really want to I really want to talk about that girl today because I think it's such a fascinating thing so tell us yeah Yeah, well first of all thank you that's so so kind and so nice to hear and I'm glad that does come across because it's such a serious and horrible um thing to be going through but I want it to also be a friendly space with my work and I want people to feel comfortable and that nice of that energy is kind of coming across but yeah that girl trend I do feel like I'm really passionate about it and I love talking to younger students about it as well because I think they are the ones that are so influenced as well massively by this that girl of course isn't a particular girl in particular um but it's this kind of vague wellnessy character that's risen in popularity mostly on TikTok but I think it's going into YouTube as well and I think it happened about April last year where it became this massive thing where it's someone documenting this really aesthetic morning routine or it's kind of amalg- uh, what's that word amalgamation <laughs> of Pinterest worthy pictures um this girl wakes up super early she meditates on a yoga mat fixing the sun she makes her bed she blends this kind of kale and matcha smoothie to drink with her avocado toast or some sort of plant-based meal she follows up with journaling and that girl who has just can I swear all her like shit Mm. together she's just got her life together and she's this aesthetic role model but the problem with this trend 
And I think that's where it's really important to talk about it because there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve yourself. Sometimes those videos might spark a bit of motivation. You might might think, okay, actually, I really want to work on my mental health and I want to do some journaling. I want to do some meditation. I want to go on a walk. I want to make a nutritious meal or practice gratitude. And that's great. I'm all about that. But it's when creating or consuming those trends, they become this obsession that then they turn into something really toxic. Mm. And I think that it showcases a lot of elements of maybe physical or mental illnesses, um, self-esteem issues, body image issues, disordered eating, and it could encourage similarly damaging behaviours in viewers as well. And the reason that I think that is because it's a very similar type of person that these trends and these videos are showcasing. It's a very conventionally attractive, usually a very um, kind of diet culture character, usually someone who's very wealthy. And I think it's just a really toxic thing to just be seeing constantly and thinking, okay, well, to be this kind of aesthetic person, to be this person that people look up to and inspire and strive to be, is someone who has to fit this very, very narrow mould. And I think it's just diet culture again, but in a in a more wellness disguised way, which is even more harmful because it's not proper diet culture where it's screaming in your face. It's the the subtle diet culture. And usually it's linked with things that are more like kind of clean eating in quotations. So um, orthorexia style tendencies, it's all about fruit and veg, which yes, fruit and veg are nutritious. They are providing so many health benefits, but not when that is all you're eating. Mm. And I just have a massive problem with it. <laughs> and I'm also thinking, um, well, first off, Hannah, um, I really love that explanation and I just think it's perfect. Um, I'm thinking about, there is one, and I'm not gonna say her name, but there is one person on TikTok who is um, probably the most, well, for me, she's one of the most well-known that girls, but she doesn't do morning routine. She does a lot of cooking videos. Something that's something that I see on online, um, I've even seen it in news articles and things and in her TikTok comments, seeing that they're so happy that she has a healthy, realistic relationship to food. And actually, when I look at what she eats, I think, Eek, like it's so clean eating-esque which is fine right if this is what she genuinely enjoys but I think that this that girl routine when it comes to food makes certain diets look it makes it seem like it's realistic when actually they eat maybe one packet of crisps a week or a day or something like this do you know what I mean like it's almost like this that girl has made having a packet of crisps or a burger once a week or once a month like oh wow revolutionary do you know what I mean yeah absolutely that is exactly it it's it's making them like treats and things that we should be earning and it's just putting a massive emphasis on that and that good and that bad and it's disguising it in a way like you were saying I don't know that 
exact person <laughs> I don't know that girl that you are mm-hmm. talking about specifically but there's a lot of them out there that they talk about improving your relationship with food oh I went from this and now I'm here and I've reached this amazing place and actually all I'm seeing is you showcasing what you're eating which I think is weird why do we need to be seeing what everyone is eating the whole time it's not interesting and I think we need to be moving away from that and thinking actually food is food it's something to be enjoyed for sure I love food I love eating I love everything around food but I don't need to be talking about it and showing it to everyone I don't need to be comparing what I eat to other people what I eat in a day and don't get me wrong I I struggled with when I was a lot younger and I don't think I do talk about it that much on my Instagram or my social media and I don't know when it's helpful to talk about it because I choose who I talk to talk about it with but when I was about 13 I struggled with an eating disorder I had anorexia and I was so so young it was nothing to do with my body it was nothing to do with how I viewed myself it was control it was a coping mechanism it was a way of me basically dealing with anxiety and what else was going on in my life at that time and I know if you have not ever experienced eating related issues you're probably thinking well that's stupid why why did you why did you almost give yourself an eating disorder to cope no one chooses an eating disorder and it doesn't actually help you cope it's just such a complex mental illness that people do not always understand and I think when I was in the depths of my eating disorder I would have loved to be seeing what these people are putting out but now I just could not care less and I also didn't have social media at that age I was 13 I don't think I had anything really to look at there was probably I don't know maybe tumblr which was so toxic in itself Mm -hmm. um and I could maybe look at magazines and I'd see so much diet culture around but I didn't have social media and I just think if I did have tiktok if I did have instagram at that age when I was suffering I think it would have been so horrendous and I think that's why it's so important to raise awareness for it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. Um, I also struggled with my eating disorder probably around the same age. Um, and when I'd recovered from my eating disorder, maybe when I was about around 16, 17, I then fell into the clean eating space on Instagram. And this wasn't even really videos. This was like photos so and we know that videos are so much more engaging and it feels like you're a part of the person's life so if I was on TikTok back then it would have kept me in this kind of pseudo recovery for even longer which um, anyone who's listening who has had an eating disorder or has been in this pseudo recovery um, it's really really dangerous territory and really kind of a tricky line to be on right um mm-hmm. yeah so, definitely yeah and what I'm wondering is I'm wondering like where do you see the line is between wellness and disordered eating behaviors yeah I absolutely agree I think there's a very fine line and I think that they are merged in some cases and the obsession with 
healthy eating can become addictive and it can lead to orthorexia and it can lead to other eating disorders and it's when healthy eating turns against you and things like orthorexia they're not even currently recognized as these kind of clinical diagnoses but it's a term that can be used to suggest that healthy eating may not be as beneficial as perhaps you once presumed and eating eating in a nutritious way is so different for every single person and regular exercise these things are good when you've got a good relationship to them but anything can be dangerous if you're taking it to the extreme and I think when it starts to have an impact on your mental health and you start to feel stressed around it and it just becomes a thing that is taking up brain space that's when it becomes negative and when you're saying no to things because it's more important to you to go and get that workout in or you want to be in control of what you're cooking rather than a spontaneous dinner out with your friends or you're obsessing over what's going to be in that meal when you do go out or if you go to a friend's house and they're cooking I think there are so many different dimensions of it and obviously everyone is so different but I think it becomes dangerous when it starts to control you. These TikTok trends, they can also be harmful for people, even just like thinking like, oh, I tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to eat five fruits and vegetables or oh, tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to um, eat healthy. You know, it's again, it's a spectrum and it depends on that person and for one person something could be extreme and really unhealthy and for another it could come from a totally healthy place right which is why this is also nuanced and why people really need you know individualized personal support right definitely and what you were saying there is one of the main reasons that I see so many clients is because they innocently just want to become quote-unquote healthier or they just want to incorporate more of the what they think is the good stuff and then it can go down that really dangerous and dark path where then they're restricting loads of different things and then they feel guilty after eating something and then it it just progresses more and more and more and then they're left thinking how did I get here and it didn't start as that but it just actually started as them thinking that they were doing something that was good for their health but Mm -hmm. it wasn't and I think the the other bad thing that we haven't really touched on is the way that these people look in the videos you're seeing Mm -hmm. I know we did say one kind of body type or one kind of aesthetic but usually on the thumbnail or the front cover it's someone with abs and it's someone who's really toned or very very slim and that is not health It might be health for one person and it might not be health for another person. And we have to stop putting healthy and health and well-being in this one bracket because it's so many different things and you cannot tell that someone's healthy from their appearance. And I think when people think that that's what they've got to strive for, then they're putting themselves down in their current situation. And actually it's like, no, you could maybe incorporate some more water if you're not getting enough water in your day or maybe you need to work on your stress levels and actually then incorporating this 
routine is actually going to add more stress to your life maybe mm. you need to get more sleep maybe you can add more into your diet like fruit and veg and fiber and plant-based fibers and carbs and proteins and fats but also don't restrict the things that actually bring you so much happiness and aren't actually bad for you and I think that's what people are really struggling with is they generally think food can be bad for you mm -hmm. and it's not there is not a bad food and it's not black and white like that mm -hmm. yeah absolutely what would be your top tips if someone is noticing that they're so someone's listening to this and their their ears are pricking up and they're thinking oh I think I'm on the you know I'm in the danger zone what are your top tips for these people like what should they do what should they what could they be thinking about what kind of tips do you have for them yeah maybe it would actually be good to almost set yourself a little thing to do and think if I am really struggling to do that and that's causing me so much guilt that's causing me so much anxiety and stress let's say to get off this podcast go and have um a chocolate bar or go and have a meal that you really enjoy or skip that workout that you were on your way to do later because um you thought you had to go and do that instead of seeing your friends I don't know whatever that thing is if that's going to cause you then it is probably time to be looking at your relationship with food and just asking yourself am I happy with this? Do I think that maybe some things could change? Because I think so many people are in denial and I'm not saying, oh, you're in denial, but actually it's more, am I in denial? Asking yourself that with curiosity because people could come to you, you could get support from other people, but if you don't want to help yourself and you don't think that you need help, that can be quite a dangerous territory. And sometimes it's very hard to see that you're in it until you're out of it but I think just really start asking yourself a few different questions like that and really just over the next few days or even just today take a look at the thoughts that are happening in your head around food around eating around your body image around exercise just noticing the thoughts that you're having around it and thinking how much of those are nice positive thoughts and how much are negative thoughts and I think the biggest thing that I would say to anyone is just to reach out it doesn't matter whether that's to me or to you or to your parents or a friend or a partner or a GP just to anyone just speak out this is your sign just to message mm -hmm. someone right now my dms are always open Shannon's dms are always open you don't even need to take that step to thinking okay right I need to get on it and I need to change this now and I need to get the best relationship with food possible just breathe it's going to be okay there is a way out of this and we can help you get out of it and it it is going to be hard it, it addresses a lot of different things but it doesn't mean that it's going to be hard forever and it's going to be so so worth it so I think the biggest thing about mental health in general whether it's anxiety whether it's depression stress PTSD whatever you're going through just to talk and just to 
get it off your chest and then we can go from there and there are resources out there that can help you and there are free resources there are ones that you can pay for there is so much out there but the most important thing is becoming aware and also speaking out about it and I think if you are worried about someone and you think, okay, this person is really struggling, it's not me personally, but there's this person in my life, I'm seeing it happening, I'm worried about them, go to them in a, a way that's approachable, it's not kind of um, going into their private space and almost confronting them, it's just actually inviting them to come to you and saying, look, I would actually love to have a chat with you been a bit worried recently don't want you to take this in the wrong way but is everything okay like do you want to talk about anything because I think so often people don't check in with each other and they see it happening but they're scared they're scared about how hard that conversation is going to be but that might be a tricky conversation it might be a bit awkward but that's going to be the best conversation you ever have if that person can then go and get some help mm. and I think my friendships in my life I value them so much and I know that we always check in with each other and I'm so lucky to have support like that but I know that a lot of people are on their own and they maybe don't feel like they've got those good relationships and maybe that's why the disordered eating started in the first place because you feel like you need some comfort and you feel alone so that's even harder but yes you might not have that best friend to go to or you might not have a partner to go to or a family member to go to but I promise you there are people to go to. I'm here, Shannon's here. There are hundreds and thousands of resources out there that can help you and get you out of this. So I just want you to know you're not alone. Whatever you're going through right now, whether it's the most severe eating disorder or it's kind of in the early days, there is a way out and recovery is possible and just keep going. Well, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. <laughs> I am. If I was listening to this and I was someone who was struggling, I would be thinking, OMG, get me on the phone with this girl. Like, not that girl, get me on the phone with this girl, right? <laughs> yeah, go stay away from that girl. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean... that girl isn't even that girl. That that mm -hmm. girl's that girl on TikTok. She's content creating. She's getting it out there and yes I understand that that's a big part of so many people's jobs but that girl's not being that girl 24 7 and think about when you're watching these YouTube videos these TikTok videos okay you're seeing that part of it but think about the mess in her sink when she's made that smoothie think about how she's actually just kind of rolled out of bed and she's actually knackered and maybe it says it's 5 30 a.m but actually it's 10 a.m there's nothing wrong with that so I think just take everything with a pinch of salt and just because someone else is doing it does not mean that you have to do it and I think when you get to a place with your confidence that stuff comes quite easy because you're like well I'm I'm happy with who I am I'm good enough I am enough but it's when you're struggling with your self-esteem that we address in consultations as well that's when it gets tricky with disordered eating because you rely on that for external validation you're so right and I just know if someone is listening to this podcast I just know that it's going to be so helpful to hear everything you just said and I know that this conversation will have been really helpful um well we're coming to the end of 
chatting with you today, Hannah. Can you tell everyone how they can find you? Do you have a website? Tell us your handles, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I really hope it does help at least one person. And my Instagram is underscore Hannah Cartwright Nutrition. My website is www.hannahcartwrightnutrition.com. And my email address is hannahfcartwright at gmail.com. But that's also on my website. So if you want to message me on Instagram DMs, you can or email me. I have availability for new clients at the moment, but I also do free discovery calls. So just get in touch and we can go from there if you are looking for any support. Amazing. I'll pop your Instagram and your website in the show notes. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me today, Hannah. Um, and we'll need to get you back on again. And maybe we can chat about what that girl get up, gets up to in the next few months, because I'm sure she'll evolve again, right? Yeah, I would love to come back on and talk about things that are probably more current because that's the thing, it is always trending and there are always different things going on. And actually, since April, I think that girl trend has probably died down a lot, but it's still very much there. It will just be called something else. But thank you so much for having me. Thank you. See you. Bye. Take care. Bye.